Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the IKP. IKP, welcome back. Episode 107. Episode 107. Um, who, who else do you know is giving you content like this? Or doing times like this? I try to bring a sense of normalcy, like I always say, beginning um, of these last few episodes for the last few weeks. I've been saying, hey, I'm, bring, I'm bringing some normalcy to your day. Because your schedules have been, you know, bunched up and been misconstrued. Um, so, let's get it started. Um... I'm going to talk, you know, Brady Howard Stern interview. I'm going to, you know, I pulled some quotes, pulled some comments out. I know you guys have heard, probably heard some sound bites from the interview. And, um, you know, you probably read some quotes from the interview. I'm going to break down Tom's interview uh, about the future of Tampa Bay, uh, the past in New England, how does he feel, so forth. Also, college football came out with its over and under. I got a lot. I'm going to talk about Michigan football because I know you guys like to hate on Jim Harbaugh, and you guys know that I'm a Jim Harbaugh fan. So without further ado, let's get it. Let's get it started. Um, I'll catch you guys at this quick break. <clears throat> Okay, so I know you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hope everybody is doing well and um, staying healthy and safe. So I know, guys, we're gonna jump in right to it. Tom Brady, Howard Stern interview this morning. I know you guys. Um, you, you guys heard. You you guys heard. You know, I'm sure you guys heard sound bites, quotes, and I'm gonna bring out some quotes that really stuck out to me and re- really got me thinking. And what we're gonna talk about today. So for the for the first at least for the first part. So for for, for Brady, I kind of figured this. And we talked about Brady and uh, his exit out of New England. I talked about this already. The lack of appreciation from Tom Brady. Oh well, the lack of appreciation that Bill Belichick uh, quite frequently displayed for Tom Brady. Uh, so you, you so you have a guy in Brady, you know, six Super Bowl championships. We know he's he's the go all time, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, and you know, quite frankly, that you know he's been taking pay cuts for years. Brady been taking pay cuts for about ten years now. Um, and, and it's just uh, he's been very selfless. He's been the he's been a he's in the football in football terms. He's been. Uh, Football's Tim Duncan, you know? Tim Duncan adapted to the Spurs system, adapted to Greg Popovich, allowed Greg Popovich to coach him. Uh, Brady Brady has done the same as well. Brady has done the same, well, same as well, uh, being selfless, team first, team oriented, uh, deferring, often deferring, you know, to Bill. But um, he said he, in, in an interview this morning, he said, hey, he kind of figured that this was going to be his last year. He knew this was going to be his last year in the beginning of last year, if that makes sense. 
He knew this was going to be his last season in New England before the season started last year. So there's, I, there, so there's the cause of pause. And I, I brought up many quotes from um, Brady and his dad where his dad has said often that Brady in New England, the, the, the situation, the relationship is not going to end well. I've, I've, given, I've given you guys, i provided quotes on Brady and his dad and what, you know, what he has, tra- what he has said. Um, then, you know, there's, you know, Brady, there's, there was reports out there during the 2018 playoff run. Hey, Belichick, the coach, New England's coaching staff, not really appreciating Tom Brady. Tom Brady, the same, that same, that same postseason comes in, beat, goes into the Super Bowl. Uh, they lose to Philadelphia, but Brady, you know, numbers wise, you can go look at Brady's all, all Brady's Super Bowls. Numbers wise, you will probably look at that Philadelphia Super Bowl and you, the, the second one, and you'll be like, well, that was probably Brady's best statistical Super Bowl, and the Patriots did not punt, and the Patriots were able to score points. At a high volume, but uh, New England could get stops. And we all know about Bill Belichick sitting and benching Malcolm Butler, who, you know, I, for, to, to this day, I don't, I don't think it was for football purposes because I think Malcolm Butler was, I think Malcolm Butler would have gave the, uh, I, I think he gave, I think he would have gave New England a fair better chance to winning that game than, you know, costing them and losing that game. I mean, for, for goodness sake, he, Got the game-winning Super Bowl, and he got the game-winning interception against Seattle. Um, so you know, you know, there's there's just reports like that. There's various of there's demonstrations of Bill Belichick, coaching staff, whatever you want to call it, of New England not being very appreciative. Also, Giselle, the wife, the kids, Brady's a family guy. Also knew. That the family Giselle mainly wasn't really happy in you know in in, in New England. I I kind of figured you know Tom you, to be to be the greatest at something at, you know at a, at a high level to be the greatest at something at a high level you have to so to be great at something and to be the greatest at something you gotta obviously be you know put it on a lot of time. Uh, I already I told you guys um, on an earlier extent during the season once again. That was going to be a big impact in Brady's decision, and then we, you know, we went into free agency talks and the Patriots lost. So he knew that you know it was going to be his last season. He knew that um, the the end was approaching, and all of these, you know, all of these factors, you know, they they eventually add up and they lead to you know Brady leaving. Uh, I you know Belichick, the lack of appreciation, family matters. Um, and then I saw another interesting quote from Brady saying his legacy, he never cared about his legacy. Uh, I will argue that point uh, or that quote that he made that he never cared about his legacy um, because I think once, a, once upon a time he did. And I think uh, his legacy wasn't as, uh, as, as clear and as, as undisputedly um, him being the greatest quarterback of all time that it just wasn't like that um a few several years back but I would get into that but I want to say um going into Tampa Bay going into Tampa Bay going into a new system with some better weapons obviously with Bruce Arians as his coach I hope you know whatever happens in the and whatever happens in Tampa Bay it, it it's not gonna affect Tom Brady's legacy at all um, they can they can go eight and eight, ten and six. They can go to the playoffs and get to the playoffs. It doesn't matter. 
it, it's not going to affect Tom Brady's legacy and where he is standing um, in, 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 in NFL history. I look at a guy, I look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, made the all-decade team. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I know we love his golden arm. I know we love his arm and his, you know, the, you know, the star quality and star factor about Aaron Rodgers. But you got to be quite honest. You, you mean, Aaron Rodgers is often brought up as a guy that is in top five all-time quarterback list. But you look at his resume, you look at his history, you look at his winning, you look at what he's done in the postseason – Evan quite it's not quite aligned with the Montanas, the Elways, the the Bradys. It's not quite aligned with those uh, with those individuals. So so a guy like Aaron Rodgers who has no kids, who has no family, who you know we we've heard you know rumors that he's had troubling relationships with his family. His legacy is it probably leans, it probably means a little bit more to him. Then um Brady. Brady has family, Brady, you know, family guy, Brady six championships, now. But when you look at it, it doesn't matter what happens in Tampa Bay. Um I think Brady's gonna have a good year. I think Brady I think Brady now, I don't think Brady's Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, none of those guys. I don't think he's amongst that tier anymore. But he is but Brady is still seven he's still better than seventy five percent of the quarterbacks in football. Uh you he, he when when you need him that when he has that one excellent drive when he makes you know certain throws when he can you know go on certain stretches for a couple of weeks or so, uh, he's he, he's still really really good and it's nothing nothing wrong with that. Um, and Tampa Bay, like I said, I think Tampa Bay is going to be good this year. But hell, what, let's just say they go eight and eight. Brady's legacy is not affected. Um, let's just say they go eight and eight and Brady still has a good year statistically. Well, when people are not gonna remember that they went eight and eight. People are gonna remember that he had a, he had a great statistical year. Um, you know, when, when it comes to Tom Brady's legacy, we're not gonna we're not gonna remember that Tampa Bay went eight and eight with him. Let's, you know, but if he goes ten and six, playoff appearance, playoff win, maybe then you know his legacy is still his legacy. He's still greatest quarterback of all time. So um, you you, you know that's that's how I calculate that, but. Uh, Brady never can go about his legacy. I, I mean, I can make the argument back in 2013, and I picked that Pacific year. Is because I picked that Pacific year uh, because you got to think about it. 2013. Let's go back seven years ago. Uh, Peyton Manning was throwing for 50 touchdowns. Peyton Manning was, you know, on in route dominating in route to another Super Bowl in the AFC with the Denver Broncos. During that time, it's. It, Brady has been removed from the Super Bowl, uh, a Super Bowl win for for now ten years. Brady Brady was removed from a Super Bowl victory for ten years. He didn't win a Super Bowl. He, he two thousand thirteen. He did not win a Super Bowl until you know since '04. So that 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 was a long time being you know being removed from a Super Bowl victory. And you think about what what Peyton Manning was doing with the Broncos, um, then you know they they would lose in the Super Bowl to Seattle, Denver would, but you know Denver would come back you know a couple years later and win a title. That's where Brady's legacy wasn't at. He at that time Brady, you know, you could argue that he was the greatest quarterback of all time, but 
it's not as undisputable as it is now. Because now most people say it's Brady. Brady, you know, you still got some Montana guys out there that says Montana or somebody else like that or Elway. But most people say, oh, it, Brady, Brady's undisputedly the, the greatest quarterback of all time with his six championships and what he's done in New England for 20 years. But with, you know, back in 2013, that just was not the case. That was not the case. And, it, you know, I, I, just remember, I just remember it, one, uh, you know, a type of way, I guess. Um, Peyton Manning won league MVP. Um, and you can definitely tell that he cared about his legacy because when the Flategate happened, when New England, you know, had the Deflategate situation, or when Tom Brady had the Deflategate situation, uh, we, we, saw the, we saw the text messages exchanged between him and his dad. And him, him he, Brady said, Peyton has, that guy has one or two more years. I still have six or seven more years. So, there's, I mean, there's evidence right there that Brady, you know, once upon a time did care about his legacy. And, you know, with Peyton Manning being, you know, really good at Denver and having a spectacular record, record-breaking year, Brady just, you know, just that Brady was obviously worried about his, you know, his legacy because he, he admitted it to his dad in text messages. He said, this guy Peyton has one, two years. I have six or seven more years, more productive years. Let's see. Game on. And now when I think about it, you know, Brady's just asking himself questions. And I think he, you know, with him being a successful athlete, um, and I would consider with the TB12, you know, I would consider him, a, you know, somewhat of a, a successful businessman. He's just going into, you know, situations like, hey, can I succeed without Bill Belichick? Uh, you know, let me try a different system. Let me actually get better weapons. Let me go to a warmer state. Let me go to, you know, you know, let me go to a different system. Let me see how it is to be loose instead of being rough and uh, rigid. Let's see, you know, can we have fun? Um, and I think with Brady, you know, I, you know, I, even after the Rams Super Bowl win, um, where Brady comes back and he, you know, the Rams, you know, they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. Uh, and Brady didn't, you know, Brady didn't have his best game that, during that Super Bowl. That wasn't, that wasn't the greatest, you know, performance. But you would think that New England would give him a team-friendly deal, a friendly, a, 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 a friendly deal. Wasn't the case. Was not, that was not the case with New England. They didn't give him a deal. So I feel like he made, it, he made his decision right then and there. He made his, he made his decision right then and there. That that was that 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 was that that's not gonna work. That that is not how it's gonna work. That's not gonna work. I'm sorry. I I and I, I, I I'm I'm completely with him because I, I I look at a guy like Brady who you know with, you would think with a guy of Brady's stature and status you know with him winning six championships and him you know uh, you know just all of the things he's done for New England for those twenty years you would think he would want to be you know treated like the king of Boston. And that just wasn't Brady's attitude. Brady, you know, Brady did, you know, of course you would like to be appreciated. Who doesn't want to feel appreciated? Especially when, I mean, appreciation is deserved uh, in, in Tom Brady's case. Who, want, who wouldn't want to feel that way? Um, so, I, I, you know, that's what I get from Tom Brady in this whole situation with New England. Um, and him knowing that he was not going to, him knowing that it was going to be his last year there. That's that's all I get from doing. That's all I get from this doing and take. With the legacy, I told you guys, he don't. His legacy doesn't matter now. 
Um, he said he never cared about his legacy. I can see why he says that. Um, you know, coming out of the gate, his first few years, he won Super Bowls already. Um, that's not the case for some of these quarterbacks, uh, like you got, like Aaron, like Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. That's just not the case, cause you know they had to work them, they had to work their way up there. You know, they had to go through some playoff failures and losses to even just you know notch their first Super Bowl victory. Um, so that's just not the case. But I told, I told you, I told you guys that um, when, you know, back in 2013, Brady, nine almost ten years removed from a Super Bowl victory. And, you know, his legacy is looking kind of foggy. It's, it's, not, it's not as clear as it is now. His legacy is looking kind of foggy. It's not as clear as it is now. Peyton Manning having great years, having, you know, some, a few great, a couple great years. In Denver, you know, Peyton throwing 50 touchdowns. His legacy was a little bit more foggy, a little bit more blurry than what it is now. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say he's lying. He's lying about he never cared about his legacy. But there's some evidence there that says, hey, um, he was thinking about his legacy. It, I mean, it just was. He was, he was thinking about it. You know, there's, there's text messages that prove it. There, you know, there's, we have proof. Plus, it's kind of hard. You would think with Brady and Be- with Brady and Peyton Manning being all thing compared against each other, and back, don't you know? Take yourself, put your mind back in 2013. You got to remember what Peyton Manning was doing in 2013, en route to a Super Bowl appearance. And remember, Brady Belichick hasn't won a Super Bowl in nine years. You got to think legacy talk was not as clear. That's all I'm saying. Not as clear. Not as clear as it is now because, like I said, now he's undisputedly the greatest quarterback of all time. And you, like I said, you, might, you have a, a few people, but there's undisputedly he's the greatest quarterback of all time. So that's what I get from this whole Belichick thing. It was a great piece uh, by Howard Stern. You know, he's he's really good at what he's great at what he does. Um, so that was that, I mean, I'm I'm glad that Brady, I'm glad that uh, Howard Stern was able to. Dig deep and get out, get some of those things out of Brady that you know we we aside that some people most people haven't seen or haven't heard um Tom Brady come from the side and he definitely got a growing fan base when he acknowledged his wife and uh, the motherly duties that he that she does um in the sacrifices so that's definitely you know he definitely has a growing fan base now after those comments great publicity. <laughs> great comment, great answer, but it, you know, um, that's that's what I got from it. I catch you guys after the quick break. Um, I'll be back. I will be back.
welcome back. Okay, so don't mind that noise in the background. That was, uh, those are my chimes outside. Uh, don't mind that. Those are my chimes. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, so, Russell Wilson. First, 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 I saw the All-Decade team. Uh, I agree with it mostly. I, I agree with it. I agree with it. It's no, 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 like no, no mess ups. No, 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 no misuse on that. Um, I, I'm not gonna no. I'm not gonna come in here and argue that Russell, Russell Wilson should be on the All Decade team because I get it. Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl in this decade. Aaron Rodgers had his best statistical year in this decade. He's won multiple MVPs in this decade. But um, ever since Russell Wilson entered the league. Russell Wilson has been better. And oh, 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 hold up. Hold your horses. Hold your horses. Because I know some people are going to say, oh, what do you mean he's been better? What do you mean he's been better? Oh, he's right. Russell Wilson's been better than Aaron Rodgers. Hold your horses. Can I read you guys out their record? Can I read you guys out their record? For career, Russell Wilson is 86 41 and 1. Russell Wilson is 86, 41, and 1. Aaron Rodgers is 72 and 39. Aaron Rodgers is 72 and 39. Russell Wilson has just as many touchdown passes. Russell Wilson completion percentage is a tick better. Russell Wilson mainly, most importantly, has more playoff wins. Russell Wilson, historically, is one of the greatest role quarterbacks of all time. Aaron Rodgers, 500 role quarterback for his career. He's a 500, he's a 500 role quarterback from his entire career. Russell Wilson is arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks on the road. And I, and you know, I, I just don't like. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue the fact that you know Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be on the list. Because Aaron Rodgers should have made the All-Decade team, but what I do want to what I do want to comprehend and bring out, and I want you guys to get the concept of, concept of, is that the gap is not as exponential as people try as the media perceive it to be. Like the like like I said, I, I said earlier in the previous segment, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers has been put to he's been put in top five. All-time quarterback list. Russell Wilson hasn't, obviously. A lot of people don't. Put, I mean, nobody puts him in those in that category. Nobody puts him in those tiers. Nobody mentions his name when we're having those type of conversations. Aaron Rodgers' name does get mentioned. I'm not gonna argue that point. But the gap is not as exponential as you guys think. The gap is not as great as you guys think it is, as the media perceive it to be. I also, you know, I saw this topic also on another show. They said, who would you take right now? Out of, the, out of all the NFC quarterbacks, who would you take right now? Or, or who, 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 is Russell Wilson the best NFC quarterback? Who would you take? I, you know who I'm taking. I'm taking Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the best NFC quarterback in football, and he's been the best NFC quarterback in football. And the last two years, he's been the second best quarterback in football. And I can make the argument for the last three years, he's been the best quarterback in football. Yet, Russell Wilson has never received an MVP vote. So that right there, you know, to me, you know, the, you know, the media, they, you know, the, they're in charge of these things. 
But Russell Wilson is yet to receive a he is yet to receive a in one MVP vote. He is yet to receive one MVP vote. And I might mind you, last year went eleven five with a hit or miss defense. With a hit or miss defense, with a sixty with completing sixty six percent of his passes, four thousand plus yards, thirty one touchdowns to five interceptions. The previous year, thirty five touchdowns, seven interceptions. 34 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. This guy is proven to be consistent. He is the most consistent in football. He has never missed the playoffs. Never missed the playoffs. He's never missed the playoffs. He has one year where he finished 9-7. and seven. All his other years in his career, he's 10, he's 10 wins or better. When I look at Russell Wilson, I see a winner. When I look at Aaron Rodgers, I see talent. Russell's just been the better quarterback. He's the better runner. He's more athletic. He's been the better teammate, quite frankly. So I don't get it why why Russell Wilson, you know, he just don't get the love. He's probably the most under. He's the, he's probably the greatest quarterback. That's underrated. He is so underrated, and I don't know why. Because he continues to win. He wins consistently. When I look at Aaron Rodgers, I see talent and he wins occasionally that's what i see that's what i that's what i see when i see Aaron Rodgers. and i and i think we you know the media did this when with dan marino we they fell in love with dan marino's arm talent they fell in love with marino's arm talent and what he can do on the field and what he can do with his talent but they never quite looked at the winning and now we're looking back like oh dan marino never won super bowls yeah Aaron Rodgers with the talent that he had, the talent that he has, you know, some even mentioned him before there was a guy named Patrick Mahomes. Some even said Aaron Rodgers was the most talented quarterback in football. He's the most talented quarterback in football. It's according, according to everybody, to most people, he was the most talented quarterback ever. And, you know, you would think the most talented quarterback would have more rings, right? Nope. Nope. That's not the case at all. He has one championship, one Super Bowl. One Super Bowl, and he has not gotten back to the Super Bowl, and he has not won a Super Bowl since then. And it seems like that Super Bowl is just so far and distant. That Super Bowl seems like ancient history. So I don't get it what it is about Aaron Rodgers. I also understand the star quality, the star factor that he brings to the NFL. Not going to argue that because that's undisputable. I'm not going to argue that. You see him on commercials. He has charisma. I'm not mad at it. But what I don't like is, I don't like the fact that we put Aaron Rodgers up here, but Russell Wilson is down here. And as far as who you're taking, if you want to mention weapons, you want to mention, a, you want to say Aaron Rodgers has been a devoid of weapons. What has Russell Wilson been? What has Russell Wilson been? Russell Wilson's been devoid of weapons. Russell Wilson for these last three, four years has been has had a hit-or-miss defense. He's had receivers go down. He's make he's turned receivers into stars. Doug Baldwin was undrafted. Will Diskley, we didn't know who he was. Jacob Hollister, give me a break. He sounds like he should be working at Outback. I'm just saying. That's all. I'm just saying. He's Tyler Lockett. He's, a, he's, more, of a, he's more of a special teams and slack guy. He's his number two. 
DK Metcalf, everybody loved DK Metcalf now, but I could have sworn just a year ago, everybody was saying DK Metcalf only ran one route. I could have sworn he, everybody was calling him a one-trick pony. Speedy, athletic, but can only run one route. Now, DK Metcalf is the second coming of Megatron. I wonder why. After one season playing with Russell Wilson, I wonder why everybody look at him as the second coming of Megatron. I could have just sworn he I could have just sworn he was only a one trick pony. He was a he was a guy that was athletic and speedy. I could have sworn. But hey, hey. You know, everybody gives Aaron Rodgers all the love. I give I give my love to Russell Wilson. <laughs> that's what I'ma do. That that that's that's what I'ma do. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my love to Russell Wilson. I just see a winner. Russell Wilson wins on the road. Aaron Rodgers, 500, 500 record on the road throughout his career. That's what I'm seeing. Russell Wilson, Super Bowl, he's won playoff games. Aaron Rodgers, you know, don't win playoff games. Uh, you know, he won one this year, but hey, I mean, he, Russell Wilson, running game, no running game. Russell Wilson, offense line, hit or miss. Defense, hit or miss. On the road, running backs go down. He still finds a way to keep you in the game, to keep you winning games, to keep to keep you being competitive. Hell, if it wasn't for a bonehead mistake, if it wasn't for Seattle spiking the ball on first down and then taking an early timeout, Seattle probably has a number one seed, and that playoff run goes totally different. So when, when, when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and the All-Decade team, not going to argue that because he's won the Super Bowl. He's been more, he, you know, he had the MVP. I understand it. But when we, this, when we just throw out blatant disrespect – and when we say, oh, you know, of course it's Aaron, and we put Aaron Rodgers in all-time discussions with Brady and Montana in top three and top five discussions, and Russell Wilson is down here, and Russell Wilson hasn't received one vote for MVP? That's kind of outrageous. It's kind of outrageous, and it shows you the perception that the media tries to create and... You know, they try to say they try to make it seem like Aaron is up here and Russell is nobody, but quite frankly, if you look at the numbers, that's what I say. Look at the numbers and look at the games. Aaron, Russell Wilson has one more games. Russell Wilson is the better athlete. Russell Wilson is the better winner and he's the better teammate. Just look at it. Just go and look at the games. If it wasn't for Lamar having a breakout year, Russell Wilson is your MVP. If it wasn't if it, if it if it if it wasn't for you know if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes having a great sophomore year, a great you know first year starting and as a, as the chief starter, Russell Wilson is your MVP. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Hell, I don't know. I'll catch you guys later after this. Um, we're gonna talk some Jim Harbaugh in Michigan.
Okay, so um, welcome back. Welcome back. Okay, so um, next on. Uh, so the NBA has, you know, came up with the latest for, latest report talking about or basically saying, hey, uh, the latest that we're going to extend or start the season is Labor Day weekend. I completely agree. I told you guys um, about my about how the way I feel about the NBA schedule. I'm glad that Adam Silver is so is such a progressive thinker. Um, he's you know really he's really good at this. I would say he's probably one of the best. He's, he's one of the best um, commissioners that we have in sports. And I always mentioned and I always discussed and I always didn't understand why the season started October November when that's mainly football season and. Americans don't watch. I, I always, I always have said that, and the NFL is king, and there's no doubting that. Um, now, I think, now, I think there's, there's definitely more hope. There's more upside for the NBA season and NBA playoffs. Mind you, I don't care if the Portland Trailblazers feel like they got slighted. I, 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 won't, I, I won't lose sleep if the Portland Trailblazers or the Washington Wizards don't make the playoffs. I'm just not. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Um, I will be grateful and happy that I got the NBA playoffs. I, w- I mean, I know Portland had Damian Leonard. I like Damian Leonard. Do not get me wrong. I like Damian Leonard. I like Portland, but give me a break. If Portland was going to make a run, they would have been made to run. They didn't make the run. They would have to win five straight just to get into the, the playoff picture, to get that last spot. And then the team, Memphis, would have to lose a couple games straight. So it just wouldn't happen. But... I'm glad that, you know, if, if this is true, if they're going to aim to come back in around July so the, so the season could end uh, around September, around Labor Day, where the NFL season starts, uh, I would like that. I, I'm a big component. I'm a big fan of that um, because I, I just never wonder why empty month in June, I mean, empty month in July and August, that could be NBA months. That could be NBA months. Um, so I'm glad that the NBA is really tapping into that now. Um, now, obviously, you're not going to be able to manage. I mean, you're not going to be able to uh, solve the, 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 the COVID-19. You're not going to be able to do that. Um, it's, of course, it's going to be difficult. There's going to be some problems. But you have to manage those problems. Uh, I know the suicide rate is at a particular number. It's at, a, it's at, a, it's at somewhat at a peak. But you don't solve that. You manage Suicide, the suicidal rate. Um, now, with the NBA, I would, you know, they would have to go, I would say, a two-week training camp, a two-week training camp, a two-week practice where playoff teams prepare uh, and get ready for the postseason. Two, three weeks. So that's about, mm, that's about nine, that's about nine weeks from now. So nine, ten weeks from now where you get, you get the teams, uh, according to Dr. Fauci, uh, you know, the, the tests will be available, um, you know, where there'll be some type of machinery where tests are, are, are available and, you know, you can test somebody, you can test the player and the results come back in a, in a timely manner. I'm talking about five to seven minutes where you get the test results, you get the test results back. So that's what the NBA is aiming for. Uh, I like it. I like that the, they're bringing some sense of optimism. Um, it would be great if we can get the, if, if we could get the playoffs. It would be absolutely tremendous um, if we could get the playoffs. If we can't, we can't. Uh, obviously, safety is the first concern. Um, and also, when you, when you talk about strike seasons, nobody's going to remember. I mean, 
this is a big this is a big time thing. This is a big historical moment in the world. Period. But no, I mean if if LeBron only plays sixty eight games and the Lakers only play sixty eight games and the Lakers end up winning the title, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna care. Nobody's gonna bring up the the fact that. They only played 68 games. Nobody's, nobody's going to bring that up. Nobody's going to bring that fact up. Nobody's going to bring that fact up. The, my, LeBron's first title in Miami came off a strike year. It was a good finals. Got Durant, got OKC, Miami. Uh, LeBron won his championship. Nobody cares. Nobody brings up the fact that it's a strike season. I think that could go the same for baseball. I don't understand why baseball needs to play 120-plus games. Don't understand it. You play if you play if you play a solid 98, 88, or 100 games, you'll be fine. And you get a good World Series between the Yankees and Dodgers. Hell, I think they'd be fine. Nobody remember because you'll have a great ending. You know how movies, you know how some movies may have some um, some sketchy middle parts. Like the middle isn't that great, but the ending was terrific. That's what this is. Nobody talks about nobody talks about the middle where the middle got a little boring with but the movie had a great ending. Nobody talks about that boring middle part. So I think that's the same for the NBA. I obviously um uh, we, we we obviously want the playoffs. We obviously want it. Um you know, I want I want to see these teams comp- you know, these teams and these players compete at a high level to truly show who won the finals or who was the the, the the outright NBA champions for this year. I want I, I, I wanna see it. I, I really wanna see it. It would be big. Um so last story of the day. And I saved my guy the last, for the last spot of the day. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> what do you know? So Vegas odds comes out about college football for all the teams. What do you know? Michigan is at nine. Vegas, the bad boys in Vegas have Michigan at nine and a half wins. I'm the um. That's the over and under for Michigan. I'm gonna take the over because I think Michigan's gonna win about. I think Michigan's gonna win ten games this year. For all you, for all you guys, for all you, for all you haters, for all you critic, you know, for the people that criticize Harbaugh and he's not a great coach and. Hallball can't beat Ohio State and Hallball can't win the Big Ten and Hallball can't win a national title. Um, historically, that's just been Michigan. Michigan historically has never been as good as Ohio State in most years. That's just historically. Michigan has never been that powerhouse program that has won national titles. That's just Michigan. So, can you guys stop? Look, look. Look at this. Let me let me get this. Let me get this to you. Harbaugh at Stanford, powerhouse. Had Andrew Luck. Harbaugh at Stanford, really good. Stat. He turned he, he turned Stanford into a top ten program in, in in college football. Beat Pete Curls USC. Stanford today. Vegas has Stanford today at five and a half wins. Okay. 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 You don't believe me. Okay. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't want to take that as staff. Okay. 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 The 49ers, after Jim Harbaugh took them to three straight, three straight conference championships, a Super Bowl appearance, mind you. It took two times where the 49ers failed. They failed twice. They failed twice before getting Kyle Shanahan 
to replace Jim Harbaugh. Okay, you still don't believe me. You still don't believe me that this guy can coach. Okay, I don't know what else. Okay, Brady Hoke at Michigan was averaging six and a half wins, right? Brady Hoke was averaging six and a half wins at Michigan. Harbaugh is averaging nine and a half. You still don't care. Okay. 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 For a four-year stretch, Michigan State, from 2010 to 2014, Michigan State was the second-best program in in the Big Ten. They were averaging 10 wins a year. Michigan State was averaging 10 wins per year. Hallball goes to Michigan. Michigan State is now no longer Michigan State is no longer better than Michigan. Las Vegas has Michigan State at four and a half wins. That is the over and under for Michigan State. Four and a half wins. If 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 you don't if you don't take that, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. If you're gonna continue to say that, hey, Jim Hallball don't win national championships, who does? Outside of Alabama, Clemson. Who does? Who does? Who does? Michigan has has never been at the same level as Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, uh, now Clemson, uh, Oklahoma, and Georgia. Those in today's college football uh, rim, I would consider those five schools to be the top schools in the nation. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Georgia. I, I'm not. I'm not fond of LSU. LSU had a great year with some great personnel. LSU will not be as good as they were last year. Trust me. Um, no more. They don't have. They don't have. They. They have no. They have no Joe Brady. Uh, no Joe Burrow. They. 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 They lost. A, they lost a lot of starters from last year's team. They will not be as good as uh as they were last year. They'll still be they'll still win nine or eight games next next year, but they won't be national they won't be national champions. They won't be playing in the college football four. Uh, so let, let's let's just get that off the table right now. Um, so in in that Michigan has never been in that in that class. They've never been a top that they, they've never been like a power powerhouse program. They've never been that. Michigan has always been in the tier below that with Wisconsin, uh, um, Texas, Notre Dame, Florida, LSU. They have the, the Florida State. They have always been in that that the second tier where uh, you know powerful program, big time program, but uh, academics like Michigan is very very comparable to Notre Dame. Michigan and Michigan and Notre Dame are, are very similar in the same tier. Michigan and Notre Dame, very difficult um, academic school to get into. They have to go to these warmer states to convince these kids to come play in Indiana and come play in Michigan. Much harder than what you think. Harbaugh does a great job at it. Harbaugh will win 10 games this year. Um, and, you know, I, I just think it gets – I think you, you guys overstate uh, his, his failures at Michigan. If you want to say he's never beat Ohio State, hell, who's going to beat Ohio State? First of all, who has beat Ohio State? Oh, Clemson and Trevor Lawrence with Dabo Sweeney? Give me a break. Uh, And I always say this. Programs like Ohio State, Alabama, and USC, those three particularly, 
those three programs particularly, when they get the right coach, they get the right recruits, they get the right personnel in those positions, in those spots, they're unbeatable. Trust me, they're unbeatable. Because you, you see it with Alabama. Alabama is now, I mean, Alabama's on a run. They're on a tear. Yes, they didn't get to the national championship game this year. They didn't win it this year. But they are still a great top-tier Power 5 program. And out of the 120 schools, Michigan is not in the top five. Michigan, is not, Michigan has never been in the top five, and Michigan will never be in the top five. Out of 120 power, out of the 120 power five football, you know, college football teams, Michigan has never been in that top tier. They always been in that tier with Texas, Notre Dame, uh, Wisconsin, LSU, Florida. They've always been a notch below Ohio State and Alabama. That's just the way how it is. Um, so, you know, give Harbaugh a break. Harbaugh, nine to ten wins on a yearly basis. He's doing better. He's doing better than what Brady Hoke was doing at Michigan a few years back. The guy also, he leaves programs. The programs get worse. Stafford, get, they, Stafford got worse. And then the 49ers left them. They got worse and then, until they got Kyle Shanahan. That's all I'm saying. Give, you know, stop, stop banging on Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh will win 10 games with Michigan State. Will, will win 10 games with Michigan. Sorry, not Michigan State. Michigan. He'll win 10 games with Michigan this year. Um, he, he, got some good rec- he got a good recruiting class. I trust Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. I'm probably one of Jim Harbaugh's biggest fans because I don't understand uh, the, 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 the backlash that comes. I don't know. I, maybe because of his personality. I don't know, but he's a great he's a great players coach. I like him. Um, his players have nothing but good things to say about him. So uh, yeah, stop hating on Jim Harbaugh. Stop hating on Jim. Jim is a really good coach, um, and he can really turn your program around. Uh, and, and the amount of money he's making, at, and the kids that he's bringing in, great, um, absolutely great. I like it. I like it. Jim Harbaugh will win ten games at Michigan this year. Book it. Uh, so without further ado, I catch you guys later. Thank you guys for tuning in again to another episode of the IKP Isaiah Kid Podcast. Uh, I don't think you know anybody else like I mean, like as far as podcasting, who's giving you this type of content um, during these type of times. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I just don't, I just don't know too many podcasters. So, so I don't know too many podcasters that's giving you. That's giving you so many back-to-back content, so much content. I mean, I'm just saying. I might, I'm just saying. So continue to support, quarantine, stay safe, continue to, uh, you know, practice social distancing. Uh, and, you know, you guys, we'll get through this together. Um, without further ado, I'm, I'm gone. I think that, that's, about, that's about it, yeah. Uh, remember, two choices, one decision. I'm out.